I say we're live. We're here with a guest today. Everybody's favorite guest on on the channel, and our normal cameraman on the channel as well. We got Mr. Lice over here. Not my favorite guest, but everybody else's favorite guest. Yes, that's correct. There it is. Thank you for in the introduction, Shane. <laughs> that's how we do it over here. That's how we do it. So big news, big news, everybody. You know, it's that special, uh, that special thing we got going on right now. The pandemic. COVID, COVID-19. That's right. 19, aka SARS-CoV-2, whatever you want to call it if you're in the medical field. It's really uh, it's really hitting our industry hard, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a lot of delays. People don't even want to go to the theater. It's actually worse than when the Aurora shooting happened. Yes, it is, man. Everybody's in like a panic. Let's speak, let's, let's speak on real quick. Shout out to, um, shout out to Gene. Over on Audioholics. Um, you guys know that I produce a lot of videos. Well, not a lot, but I've produced a few videos for Gene in the past. And I've got a few videos coming up within the next probably week or, or two or more. Uh, so we got a bunch of products lined up, which I will be covering soon. I think I gave you guys a little sneak peek of the Beale Street amplifiers that we unboxed a, um, a couple weeks back. So be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, you know, shout out to Gene. He's living with the virus right now. That's unfortunate. Yeah, very yeah, unfortunate. Gene's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, very knowledgeable. Yeah, you don't think that, uh, you know, you're going to know somebody that has it. Yeah. You would think, like, the world is just going to, like, pass you by and uh, you'll just read about it or just see, watch the news articles about it. But then you, you find out that somebody has it and then hits little, hits home a little bit. Yeah, someone close to you, someone that you follow, someone that you feel like you know. In this case, we do know, but mm -hmm. it sucks. But yeah, he did post up that video, I think last night. And uh, he's looking good. He's looking in good spirits. He's in he's... quarantine now, right? Yeah, I think he's in quarantine at, at uh, you know some part of his house. And he said he lost like eight pounds in the past like two weeks or something. So, I mean, listen, if you want to lose some weight, maybe go out your local grocery store or something but yeah but he does look healthy though um i'm sure he's gonna pull through i mean gene's a healthy guy he works out like all the time he's pretty jacked he's buffed so i don't see anything happening to him true <laughs> yeah so uh i'm sure he's gonna be fine uh but still in the meantime though it's kind of sad kind of a sad thing obviously you know everybody clean your hands and you know keep your distance from people i know you work in a you work around people, right? Not a whole lot. Not as much as I used to. Yeah. You know? Um, I did happen to go into a store recently, though, and I wanted to shake one of the guy's hands that, that worked there. And he pushed me aside. He said, no, sorry, don't <laughs> want to shake your hand. I don't want to catch coronavirus. I said, well, I mean, I'm not an older gentleman. He goes, well, it doesn't matter. You know, this this virus doesn't doesn't care whether you're older or younger. People, A lot of people are saying that it's an older person's disease. Yeah. It's not. So... Um, regardless of your age, make sure you wash your hands thoroughly and often. Yeah. You know, we watched the, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast where he had that guy in there. Yeah. Doctor. And when he was like, you know, it's not, it's not if you get it, it's when you get it. Yeah. That was scary. Yeah. That was scary. I was like, damn. I was like, that's not being positive. But shit. But like he said, man, um, I think children, Maybe like babies and elderly are the most susceptible to like dying. 
but like i guess if you're younger like a teenager or something that you probably won't get sick but then if you're like in your 20s 30s 40s you're most likely going to pull through well it's pretty much whoever has the strongest immune system that's how it goes you know i heard that uh there was a lady in china she was real old yeah past 100 yeah and she recovered in about a week she must have sipped a lot of green tea when she was younger but that's that asian blood there we go and um i heard a kid got it um and surprisingly the kid got cured like a newborn that must be scary to you know to have have a kid and all of a sudden this brand new thing in the world your kid gets it Mm -hmm. and you're just like fearful of it's you know, you're fearful that it might it might die right away. Like, come on, that sucks. But thankfully, you know, it passed it. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, again, shout out to Gene. I mean, good luck. He's going to pull through, so I'm sure about that. There we go. But let's talk about the impact on, uh, you know, big upcoming movies that I was excited to check out. I'm sure you've been excited to check out as well. Namely, the one, the most, the one that I was most excited to check out, The Quiet Place 2. You guys know how I feel about Quiet Place 1. It's one of my audio demos that I use for a lot of my reviews if I'm doing a pre-pro or speakers. I love the first movie because it's not a real bombastic movie. It's not a big action-packed spectacle. There's some big moments in it. But then, you know, the mix in it, the Dolby Atmos mix, is very uh, subtle, subdued, but you get a lot of ambiance. And it could really show off how good your speakers are if you have high-resolution speakers if they can handle that kind of um, that resolution, and so I was really looking forward to checking out part two, and where they're going to carry, you know, the story forward, especially with uh, with Jim dead. Oh yeah, thanks for spoiling it. I haven't seen the movie yet. You yeah. know, I've got it on my Apple TV, but I haven't seen it yet. Just I don't know. <laughs> I bought it on a Christmas deal. Um, this guy he, he works for the channel over here. He doesn't. He hasn't seen the movie. Unacceptable. It was just one of those reviews that you did on your own, so I just said, all right, whatever. You know about it, you write about it, you write your own review this time around. But there is no uh, there's no time frame for when that one's going to drop. <clears throat> That's a good thing, because good thing, it gives me enough time to watch the first one. <laughs> I, don't think you, I don't even think you know who Jim is. I, I, well, who is it, the guy from The Office? Are you spoiling nothing? Okay. <laughs> well, all I know is that the uh, John Krasinski, a.k.a. Mr. New Action Amazon Hero, right? Right? Isn't he? Doesn't he play in something on Amazon? Yeah, Amazon? Jack, Jack Reacher. No, not Jack Reacher. Uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah Jack Ryan, Jack yep. Reacher, same thing. Um, I'll watch it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out this weekend since I'll be in. Mm-hmm. Since I'll be in for the weekend. So, I mean big impact for this disease i mean so no date on that one okay bond we should have left that one for last but we already let the cat out the bag bond i'm highly upset that bond got delayed until november 25th november 25th now i was quite surprised when they announced that it would be releasing in april of this year but when does a james bond film release in april normally they release in the fall so I was kind of weirded out by that. But now that it's moving to November, cool, that's fine. Can't wait. Still can't wait. I hope it doesn't get leaked. Because you remember when Wolverine came out? Yep. 
that one year, like X-Men Origins Wolverine. It came out, but it came out after a delay. And during that summer, after the after the delay, it got leaked online. So I hope No Time to Die doesn't get leaked. And yes, it is way too long to wait for Bond. Um, especially since they released a special edition watch for that movie, for Q, that Q will be wearing in that movie. Forget the actor's name. Oh, let me bring that up. But they're coming out with a, or they came out with a swatch, specifically designed for Q that he'll be wearing in the film, for about two hundred and twenty bucks. And when it came out, it sold out in fifteen minutes. And I know this because I ordered one. And the whole thing was, yeah, for Q, whatever. It comes in like this little case, where it is like a laptop. There's some US wannabe USB ports on the side. And. I said to myself, wow, this is going to be great. Movie comes out in a month because that was their whole marketing thing. Yeah, a week before the movie No Time to Die comes out, we will be giving, we will be releasing to the world this special edition Q watch. Got me excited, so I bought it, you know, got my order secure, and now I got to wait. I got to wait to see it in action in the, in the film. And typically, um, Omega watches are the, the big sponsor of Bond watches. Well, yeah, so uh, Omega is uh, swatches. Which way is it? Okay, Swatch owns Omega. Yes, Swatch owns Omega. So we've got uh, an Omega watch still in the film. They will be selling an Omega watch for this film. But there it is. This right here for two hundred and twenty bucks, you can own a piece of uh, of No Time to Die film history here. Bond I history. Just, yeah, yeah, I just thought that we would know what that history is sooner, and unfortunately. We've got to wait till November to find out mm-hmm. when, or not when, but how this watch will be used in the film. But you can see it says Cube is out on a mission. It's sold out. Hopefully, he's got some kind of um, some kind of gadget to it, because you know, like like we were talking about earlier, like James, this James Bond hasn't really had too much gadgetry in the most recent films. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think he needs it because he's one of those uh, James Bond that. James Bond's that kind of is like that rugged. He's like the rugged James Bond, so he doesn't really need it. I still think they should have. Uh, they need to get um, what's his name? I still need. I still think they need to get Andrew Lincoln for the next Bond, from The Walking Dead. Never seen it. But uh, yeah, that's a whole other topic of discussion. But yeah, I mean, November 25th. I mean, it's not that far away. No, it's not that far. It's going to yeah. go by quick, you know? It's yeah. it's going to go by quicker than this uh, this thing that's going around right now. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. What's the other movie that's been delayed? Um, well, someone new... asked if we think... Oh, actually, um, Marvel. The New Mutants. Oh yeah, this new is the movies? fourth time yeah. this film has got delayed. The new Marvels, the New Mutants. Fourth time. Yeah. When is it ever going to come out? You know, back when they released the concept or actually the trailer for the Sonic film. Remember? Now everyone likes the Sonic movie. I haven't seen it, but I know everyone likes it. But I remember when they released the first trailer and no one liked the art or the uh, the the design of Sonic. Someone came out with a meme and it showed a worse version. And the comment on Twitter was, just cancel the goddamn movie. And uh, that's what I'm talking about, New Humans, or New Mutants right now. That's what I'm thinking about, New Mutants. Just cancel the movie. He's got it delayed four times. I don't know. Is anybody interested in... uh... I thought they were going to put it on a streaming network. 
Oh, like what? Like Disney Plus? Yeah, like Disney Plus, yeah. They might as well at this I mean, point. Disney owns it, right? Yeah, they, they. I think they should. I mean, all those people that they got to get Disney Plus subscriptions, myself included, but I got it for free because I have Verizon. But uh, all those other people, they probably canceled. They probably canceled by now. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't too. Uh, I wasn't too enthralled about. I mean, like the, the design choices, like the costumes and all that. I don't even think they have costumes in New Mutants, right? I don't know. Just like in you know, Asylum or something like that. Like I didn't read any of those the New Mutant comics, so not really too familiar with what the uh, background in that story is. But I just look kind of more like a kind of horror esque. Oh yeah. From the trailers, at least. Yeah. So I didn't see anybody with any like comic book costumes. But you know, listen, I like comic book movies, but I like them to have costumes. I like it to look like they wear their costumes in these movies. Are you saying you like to look, make them look like they have regular clothes on? No, like I want them to have their their spandex on. Oh, like oh, okay. So you 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 wish uh, Hugh Jackman would have put on the suit? Yeah, man. If he had a suit, I would've been more invested in it. You know, at the end of uh, Wolverine, where he had. I feel like he's too tall to be wearing any kind of suit that looks like that, though. Well, yeah, I didn't like Hugh Jackman at all. I thought he should have been like Tom Hardy, like a short dude or something. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Hugh Hugh Jackman wearing that that sort of suit is is, is not a good look, and that um. They uh, designed the Wolverine suit just for a short person with a hunch with a hunched over posture. Plus, Hugh Jackman is way too handsome to be Wolverine. Well, he was in The Greatest Showman, playing as B.T. P.T. Barnum. So, you think he was handsome in that one? Um, no, I don't have an opinion because I haven't seen it. <laughs> what? Well, it's not like he's got ugly, but. But I remember when they demoed it. I remember when they demoed that movie to us during the uh, Epson uh, event in New mm-hmm. York. So, um, it was a, a good-looking movie. So, oh. uh, any other any other delays? Yeah, man, Mulan. Mulan got delayed. Mulan got delayed. Soon. I thought it been came out. <clears throat> Mulan, no. I think that's just recent. That's like a recent development that got pushed back. Well, I heard it's like something about it sucked. Someone, someone's not in it. There's a certain character that doesn't that doesn't play in it. That's supposed to play in it. Yeah, the talking dragon. Oh, talking dragon's not in it. No, okay. Eddie, Eddie Murphy's not in it. Huh. I forgot his name. I haven't seen the movie in years. I remember my daughter watching it. Wait, years ago. But yeah, the little dragon. At least I don't think the little dragon's in it. I hear the little dragon's not in it. So that's that's supposedly pushed back, and of course, Furious Nine. Fast oh, nine. yeah, that's a big one, too. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole year. Well, that's weird. We're talking a whole year versus yeah. a few months. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what that's got to do with Did they say when exactly in a year? I don't think they give it an exact date. Did they, did they say April 2021? Did they? Because if they said April 2021, I got a feeling it's got something to do with uh, WrestleMania, if that's the case. Because you know John Cena's in it. Is he? Yeah. John Cena's the main bad guy. Damn, they're bringing The Rock and Encina? Wait, is even The Rock in it? The Rock isn't in it. No. No. Well, they need a note. Some wrestler, right? They need some wrestler. Let me see. F9 release. 2021 release. They didn't really give a day, though. F9 release. Mm, No. Just over a year. The movie was set. Okay, here we go. The movie was set to hit theaters May 22nd, but it's a new release date of April 2nd, 2021. Oh, April 2nd. So it's got to do with Damn. WrestleMania. It has to. They're going to try to get Vin Diesel in WrestleMania to face The Rock. 
or I'm sorry, to face uh, John Cena at WrestleMania next year, WrestleMania 37. That's probably what's gonna how they're trying to do it. Because uh, Cena doesn't have an opponent this year. Let me see what the date is for WrestleMania. Oh, never mind. Oh yeah, no, wait. So WrestleMania next year is March 28th, which is a few days before. So it's like that weekend. It's the week, a couple weeks leading up to it. So it's all it's all in the right right place. They're gonna, they're definitely gonna do something with that. But um, you know what? There was a few fast movies that I haven't seen yet. I think. So which was the one where uh, Han gets killed? That's a part three. Well, no, that's Tokyo Drift. I'm talking about where Han actually gets killed by Jason oh, Statham. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, I think it's the next one. Well, no, that's that, I think that's six. Three, so I saw four? Fast Five. I saw I saw Fast Five for sure. They all kind of blend together. Yeah, I know. They're all they all the same thing happens in every one. Just with different music. Wait, no, poor, maybe, and different maybe, chicks. Maybe it was five. So which is the one where the chick dies? I think it was five when Han and his girlfriend dies. Where, okay, Wonder when dies. Wonder Woman dies, yeah. yeah. I think it was five. Um really in Fast Five? Okay, so I saw Fast Six. I saw six. Um whichever one had Vin Diesel as the bad guy, I didn't see. Whichever one had um Charlie Starin as the bad woman, I didn't see. So that's seven and eight. Yeah, I didn't see seven or eight. So I got some catching up to do. So I think these movie theater uh, or these movie delays are a good thing for me. But you need to catch up. Well, you is know it, what else I got to catch up is on? The classics. Is okay. So we got a couple questions. I mean, real quick, just because we're on the topic, I don't want to have to go back. I know um, we were talking about Marvel. Is Black Widow going to get delayed? Or when was that originally scheduled to come out? Is Black Widow coming? Do you think it's going to get delayed? I think it's going to get delayed. I think so. Why? When was it supposed to come out? I'm not. I'm not sure, but I know it's soon, though. I feel like it will be, especially, okay. especially if this keeps going. So that's that. Now, what about there was another one? Oh, okay. Here's another one I got to catch up on. Movie I haven't seen yet, and I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun Two. You think it'll get delayed? Uh, when does that come out? I don't know. Somebody's asking. But I haven't seen Top Gun 1. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. What you doing on this channel? You I don't to, know. You're yeah. supposed to watch this. You're supposed to watch these movies. Oh, wait. Hold on. Well, they haven't well, Top remade Gun. Top Gun, so why would I have to see it? So well, all these movies, right? Yeah, hold here's... on. We forget that you you were born in, uh, in the 90s. Yeah, right. Exactly. So anything 90 I've seen. You know, Lion King. We talk about True Lies. Classic. They need to make True Lies Part 2. Uh, Terminator uh, 3. Terminator 2. You know, it was 80s, but it's reaching into the 90s. It was on TV in the 90s. Let me see. Let me see when this is coming out. This is what happens when you use a Chromebook as a little backup. Oh, May 1st. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's definitely getting delayed. Are you kidding me? Black Widow? Oh, May? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting delayed. I don't think they want to risk uh, risk losing money, people not going to the theater. Like, are you... If there's a movie you wanted to see this weekend, would you go to the theater? Yeah, I would go. You would? Yeah. Would you have went if A Quiet Place 2? Well, you need to see part one. So yeah, I do need to see part one, yeah. So you would just you would go. You would have a problem going to the theater. Well, I, the thing is, it would have to be a movie that I really want to see. 
The thing is, is that if it's if it's Top Gun two, I haven't seen part one, so I'm not gonna rush to the theater to see it. Would you go during peak hours? Would you go on opening night, or would you wait till like it wasn't so busy? Then would you go? I would go whenever I feel like it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have time. Usually though, that would be after five. Okay. So you would still go to theater. Let's say there was maybe like a somewhat semi big outbreak in your area that you lived uh-huh. would you still go probably not what if there was just like 20 percent outbreakage in your population in your city then oh like go. an outbreak but a small one yeah um probably not just because you mean, know there's a few people here in this town you know they got it who has it it's like in the news the mayor? Does the mayor have it? It's in the news. I shook his hand the other day. Oh, shit, dude. You know those politicians always be shaking hands with everybody. No, nah, I'm just lying. <laughs> um, no, actually, I saw uh, the... the uh, I saw the governor the ca- at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And instead of shaking someone's hand, he did the elbow bump that he said everybody in the state should do. I don't understand. Why would you do the elbow bump instead of the fist bump? Well, the fist bump is, uh, you, you know, you touch things with your hands and your fingers and stuff, and it's very close to your knuckles. So your elbow is very far away from, the, excuse me, the things that you touch. But still, you're if you're doing the elbow, you're still kind of, you're bringing yourself closer to proximity. Well, there's more, there's clothing. Air. On, no, the idea is that there's clothing on your elbow. Mm. So you kind of, you have a distance, and you just do one of these numbers. But from the guy from the from the Rogan podcast, he said it's airborne. So if you're within breathing distance, you got it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it really wouldn't matter. What well, you need doing. to wear the the, the face masks. He people said, need to start buying those. People need to get the Sub Zero Scorpion face masks, and you'd be all set. The ones with the respirators on them. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. That'd be best. The buzz can, the that buzz. way, no, because they do sell some of them though, where you can have a uh, a filter in them, and the filters are replaceable. So a lot of people, you might see a lot of people out here looking like they just came out the dentist's office. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're cheap and they want to go ahead and just get the disposable ones. I mean, I don't blame them, but like you can get the good quality ones that look cool, first of all, and then you can replace the filters on the inside. Well, it's got to have a nice seal around your face, though. Of course. Yeah. Because the, uh, the paper ones don't work. Those Michael Jackson ones. Oh, yeah, the MJ ones, the yeah. dentist office ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you go? All right, so would you go? Let's say there was a mild outbreak in your community and they capped off theaters at 50%. What do you mean they capped off 50, theaters at 50%? 50% capacity of your theater. Let's say oh. your theater held 500 people. Well, I bet, you like the, I, people go. I bet you the tickets are cheaper. Uh, you think they'd be cheaper? I don't think they'd be cheaper. No. You think so? It'd be nice if they were because be. that's that's how it is for flights and hotels. Yeah, flights are Everything's cheap right, cheap right now. Damn, that's a good idea. So I thought about that. You're like half price on movie tickets and concession. Small price on everything. There it is. That's a good idea. Regal, AMC, get on that. But those are the big ones, though, man. Those are the big, uh, big delays, all because of the virus. Well, that's good that if it's going to be fifty percent capacity. If you think about it, if I'm going into a theater, that means a lot of people are jam packed in the center of the theater. Everybody's got a good seat. Yeah. There's no way you're going to be sitting. All the way in the front row, looking up, getting blinded by that whatever inch screen it is. 
probably not even measured in inches anymore, probably measured in feet. But um, nor will you be about all the way back in the corner not getting a, a quality surround sound experience or Atmos experience if mm-hmm. you know you go into a nice theater. You um all right. So moving on from that, you know, I reviewed the other day the digital version of 1917, which yep. I was uh, very excited to watch because I hadn't seen it at the theater. Yeah, I was excited to watch it too before I went to go see it in the theater. And did you see the digital or you just watched it at the movie? I just watched I just watched the the movie. You watched the movie? There's a specific reason why I just watched the movie and didn't watch the digital. Did you see it in IMAX or just standard? I saw it in let's see, what did I see it in? Uh, enhanced, but it was an IMAX. So it was like the best possible theater you can get without going IMAX. How do you think it stands up against movies like Hacksaw Ridge, uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan, you know, those classic wartime movies? So uh, it's funny because I was just about to do the same thing. Um, so classic wartime movies like Pearl Harbor, Hacksaw Ridge, and uh, Platoon and a couple of others. Uh, you should know going into those films that, number one, the classics. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge being, the, out of the three that I mentioned, the more modern. The thing about those is that they're like your typical film in that they have cuts here and there. Um, the sound design is great. Uh, the video quality is great. Uh, but as far as the filmmaking process, in 1917, the filmmaking process is much different. And that's that there's probably only about two or three real cuts in the film in which the action takes a turn and it's not that same steady cam movement throughout you know it's something where uh and that's cool that it's that same steady cam movement throughout for about only two or three segments throughout the whole film because what you got is a very immersive movie going experience whether it be at the theater whether it be at your home and your own home theater or on a tv excellent presentation great cinematography Amazing sound design, amazing sound effects, uh, great acting, very believable because you don't have people in it that you recognize. And even if you do recognize someone, they are not one of the main characters. And without giving away any spoilers, I will say that what happens in the film is, you know, it's sad. So it's uh, something that you can be invested in and it's great. Me personally, going in... I thought that I was going to witness the Oscar winner for Best Picture of the Year before I watched the film. And in the beginning, I started watching it, and I said, oh, this is definitely going to be something that the Academy is going to say, oh, Best Picture right away. Because the first 10 minutes were such as that. They were that damn good. But as I started to get more into it, I said, you know what? Because it's not like those other films that I mentioned, Saving Private Ryan, Hacksaw Ridge, and um, Platoon. It's it, Because it's different, it's cool that it's different, but it just felt empty to me as far as the, uh, the the story goes. And I know we don't talk about story here or the film itself on this channel, but we talk about audio and video quality, which is, like I said again, audio video quality, amazing. Uh, as far as the movie itself, yeah, tragedy, yeah, it's sad, whatever. Um, but the fact that the entirety of the movie was this was this technical presentation made me feel as though that's what I was there for. Um, Te- and Technical as in one shot. One yeah, take. yeah, yeah. One shot, one take, you know, across two or three takes. Because, come on, there was at least two or three cuts in there. 
Mm-hmm. Like when he blacks out at that one point. And then when it goes into the water, the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. So that's two right there. Um, but overall, everything just felt empty. You know, they're using wide lenses. They're using uh, great cinematography, like I said. Wide lenses. They're using Ari Alexa LF uh, Mini. Ari Alexa Mini. Same cinematographer for, from uh, 2049. Well, yeah, Roger Deakins. Yeah. Amazing. Um, it's funny. He waited all those years, or they waited all those years to give him the, the DP award. Finally gave it to him for Blade Runner. Well-deserved. And then he gets it again like a year later for this. Mm-hmm. So great all-around technical presentation. But as far as like the feeling that I get, because I'm all about feeling, you know, um, it just felt empty. Something about it just felt empty because of that one-take attitude. And it's funny because it's not because of the one-take attitude. I correct myself. Because Birdman did one-take. Birdman felt full. There was a lot in each scene. Wait, that was one take? Yeah, Birdman was one take. Are you sure? Yeah. The, the whole movie, movie of Birdman movie? was one take. I don't recall that. I got to watch that again. Yeah, the whole movie of Birdman was one take. But it felt full, though. It felt very full. Maybe because in 1917, in, it's, it's wartime and they're outside. And it's a lot of it's a lot of sand and, and dirt and air and, and sky. That's probably why I get that empty feeling from it. Um, I like Dunkirk better. You know, but, I wasn't a big fan of Dunkirk, but I did think it was better than this one. Right. Like 1917. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking about right there. You know, I'm not crazy. I know I may sound crazy sometimes, and that's why I may have some of my detractors on this channel, <laughs> but I'm not crazy. The things that I say, eventually they come to fruition. <laughs> and they eventually, eventually they do make sense. Maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, but they do. Well, from a uh, 4K Blu-ray standpoint... From a 4K Blu-ray standpoint, I do feel the. <clears throat> I was a little let. Well, actually, not the 4K Blu-ray. The 4K digital standpoint. Like I said in the uh, the original review, sound 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 mix wise, I thought it was gonna be a lot better. I thought it was gonna be like Saving Private Ryan, which blows it out of the water. I thought it was gonna be like Hacksaw Ridge, which blows it out of the water, and. I'm going to be honest, there's not always a huge difference between a digital stream and a physical copy. It's not always like a, a, a dramatic difference. So sometimes when I think it's going to be really big, like the digital is going to just be bad in comparison to the disc. It's not always the case. It's very rarely the case, actually. <clears throat> like you always get, you always kind of get the idea of what it's going to sound like on a digital stream rather than the... Um, the 4K Blu-ray, and then you know once you compare the two, yeah, there's a little bit more, more detail on the upper end, a little high, higher frequencies, or a little bit clearer, a little bit crisper, a little bit more air to it. If you, especially if you have a resolving system, if you don't have a resolving system, if you're watching it on like a sound bar, then a little harder to tell. But as I was watching 1917, which is the reason why I, I paid the extra 20 bucks to pick it up on the digital rather than wait to get the um. The physical in the mail instagram shout out to instagram check out my instagram if you're not following me there um <clears throat> you know if you need to see the disc but i didn't hear a drastic difference to be honest with you and uh i thought it was very light in the lower channels i thought it was light in the height channels and for such a big movie for a lot of uh hoopla during the oscar season and in you know, the fact that this movie is even still in the theaters. Like, I can go right now and buy a ticket. You can go see 1917 right now. Um, and it's still it's still making some money. 
because every time I've been to the theater, I went to the theater last week, and people are still buying tickets for 1917. So yeah, I, let me get two for 1917. Yeah, it was crazy. And then uh, now that you can you can just watch it at home. And then um, you know, I thought I was gonna be blown away by it, but the high channel activity, lower channel activity were just kind of light, except for that one part where they're running through the trenches. You remember the part when they're going through the trenches and the uh, the bombs going off at the end. I think there's one part where he's got to deliver the. You know, I hate to spoil this movie for anyone, but all I'm gonna say is this. Hopefully, I don't spoil this movie when 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 I say this. Um, I'm sure I won't be. If he could only just text the guy he needed to text, or if he could only just email the guy he needed to text, this movie wouldn't wouldn't have needed to exist. I think they had carrier pigeons back then. Or if he sent the carrier pigeon to go send the message, he would have been all straight. He would he wouldn't have had to go through all that. It could have saved me two hours or however long it was. It looked good though. I can't lie. I mean, yeah, it did look good. But like I was saying, like I don't know what it sounded like in the movie theaters because I didn't see it there. But I just saw it on the the 4K stream, and I just wasn't uh, I wasn't blown away by the stream. Well. I, I I don't think I'm going to be blown away by the the Blu-ray as well. Well, so that that yeah. was my next point is that we have the disc. Yeah. You know, unlike some people think we don't, but we actually do. Um. And you know what? It's a good point. I don't think it's going to be that much different. Yeah. Because it, um, it you know it was good in the movies, but it wasn't amazing. I remember Dunkirk in the movies just like, and he doesn't even do Atmos. Nolan doesn't even do Atmos, and. It, <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. I bet you guys are. I bet you guys are lucky you're not in this room. Don't worry. We got a HEPA filter right, right in the ceiling. We got a HEPA filter taking everything away. He's sneezing and coughing over here, guys. If I'm not in the channel in a couple weeks, you know what happens. You know what happens. You kill me. But um. Yeah, but uh, as far as like video quality though, yeah, it it was a good looking movie. It definitely was a good looking movie. Very crispy. Wasn't most war movies? They have that um that kind of grit to it you know the film grain where they make it look like it's dirty and like grimy and they're really getting into it where it's you know get a lot of the dirt and the green makes you feel like it's a like a piece from like an old time a dirty gritty war movie well that's what they said this uh this movie doesn't have that it's very clean looking yeah well that's the thing is that um i remember watching roger deakins talk about his uh lens and camera selection for this film and he was talking about the Ari Alexa Mini uh, LF, which stands for the mini version of their highest-end cinema camera with the same dynamic range. LF standing for large format, meaning full frame. So if anybody wanted to do any sort of uh, you know, overview of your home theater setup or whatnot and you want to buy a camera, full frame kind of camera is the closest you're ever going to get to something like an Ari Alexa because it's a large format. Uh, in any event, um, yeah, Roger Deakin said, oh, normally for movies like this, period pieces, old timey things, people go with old timey cameras or not necessarily old timey cameras, but old timey lenses just to give it that vintage feel that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Maybe not necessarily give it that film grain, but, uh, old lenses have characteristics that new lenses don't because you see as somebody who comes from that background, the older yeah. lenses have more of a character than the newer ones because the newer ones are trying to be more accurate. Like all the lenses that we own here, they're very accurate to what we would see in real life. Whereas back in the day, the manufacturing processes were different. 
And Roger Deakins brought up that point. He said, well, you know, I could have used these old-style old lenses, these old-timey lenses, to give it that old-timey look. He chose not to do that. He chose to go with the more uh, clean look. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a good choice because it basically made it more surreal, even though I felt, like I said, again, it was a little empty to me. Uh, that surreal, realistic look, you know, um, gave validity to that time. Excuse me, that time period. It make me. It, it made me feel like you know it was an actual thing that happened. Yeah, I felt more the, documentary than <clears throat> film. Definitely more, more real to life as like right now, as you would see like yeah. right now. Yeah, rather than having that now. nostalgic feel. Yeah, because every time I think, like me personally, every time I think about how things looked back then, back in the day. I think people saw in black and white. I actually feel like people saw in black and white. As stupid as that sounds, but every time I see anything from back in the day, it makes me think that people saw either in black and white or sepia. Sepia toned. And mm -hmm. you know, it's funny that I mentioned that because if you guys look on YouTube now, um, someone recently did, I forgot what, what video studio recently did a recreation of a 1911 short film on New York. 4K, 60 FPS, recolored, remastered, redone. People back in the day, you see people wearing top hats. Everybody looks the same. You see uh, gas-powered vehicles running through the street. I mean, not that we don't have that now, but you know what I mean. Old school kind of stuff. Redone. And then they show the original version, and it's completely black and white and old school. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, this is how I feel like people looked and, and saw things with their own two eyes in black and white. Ridiculous sounding, but just my perspective. So I was impressed with the visuals. <clears throat> 1917. I gave it a nine for this transfer, at least. Um, what do we give? What do you give uh, Dunkirk? Who rated that? You were here for that one. Yeah, I was here, but I forgot. Uh, it was a good one, though. I think it was like nine something, nine five or something like that. Yeah, your biggest complaint was that there were no Atmos. Yeah, there's no Atmos. I think it was Atmos at the theater, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody keeps saying that. I remember, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I think it was Atmos at the theater. I don't know why that would be the case. What, do they have an up mixer up there that we don't have down here? I think if you scroll all the way to the all end of the Emotiva, credits. All this Emotiva, all this NAD. Uh, we, don't have an, uh, we don't have anything that can up mix Dunkirk. I mean, yeah, everything can up mix Dunkirk. But yeah, I know. I think at the end of the movie, though, it was like in the credits. I think, I'm pretty sure it said Atmos. Oh, yeah, they probably just thought about it. They said, hmm, do we want to put Atmos in this movie? I don't know. Well, just because we thought about it, let's put it the logo at the end. <laughs> just just do it. I know. I think I read the interviews where it's like, Nolan doesn't like to do Atmos. He just likes to do 5.1. Yep. He thinks it's good enough. Ridiculous. What's this movie? June 19th. Soul. Um, Disney Pixar Soul. Korea? No, just Soul, S-O-U-L. It's like a dude on the cover with glasses and a top hat. Oh, that's that, that Pixar movie where... Soul. I think he's like oh, a jazz Jamie musician Fox, or something Tina like that. Fey. Well, that, all I got to say is that this the cover looks clean. Like, this is probably the, some of the cleanest, cleanest CGI character I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little too clean. Oh, what's the cat look like? The cat is like... Oh, the cat looks goofy. What's this? Uh, what's a show de bola mean? Does that mean show the disc? Huh? Show de bola? Show the bola. Does that mean show the disc? 
No, show, show, the ball. Show, show, show you my balls. I think that's what it, that's what it seems like. Fernando, to me. Fernando Maya. Fernando Maya. We're not going to show you our balls. Well, I mean, he hasn't even paid. Maybe if he pays, then that's a yeah. different story. Fernando, if you, uh, Fernando, send us a super super chat, and then uh, we'll show you the bolas. Okay. Four for four. So that's it, man. Any other questions we got here? Wow, well, by the way, this Soul movie, can you do you see that? Do you see the screenshots? Is that the, that's the one that he's like Dude, a look jazz at this. Man. Yeah, he's look like at look at look at how clean that uh that CGI is. The lighting is incredible. Yo, that's that technology, man. Holy shit. You seen The Mandalorian? Did you even watch The Mandalorian? I saw all The Mandalorian. Do you like it? Of course. What did you think about the color on that? It was very dull, right? The color? I mean, the color wasn't amazing. I was more interested and invested in the characters, especially the child. I'm saying the color palette with the HDR. Well, you saw it on the uh, you saw it on the A1, or did you see it on the? No, theater? I saw it in my theater. Yeah, there. I saw it in my theater, which does not have uh, HDR. Uh, first off, shout out to uh, Jean Sebastian Greece for the five dollar super chat. There Keep we up go. the good work. Thank you for the, that one. Greetings, greetings wherever you are, France or something. I believe so. So thank you for that. We had an unanswered question here, though. Would you take a vacation road trip to a less populated area, and area with no? Outbreaks versus staying put by Derek Bove. Um, to a less populated area and area with no outbreaks versus staying put. Okay, so less population, no outbreaks versus staying put. Um, it depends who's in that less populated area. If it's an area with a whole bunch of bad chicks over there, and you know, they, we're talking, and you know, I feel like I'm a guest somewhere, then probably I'll go to the less populated area uh, with no outbreaks versus staying put. Because if I'm staying put, I'm staying at home. Listen, I'm not a vacation kind of guy, so I'd rather save my money, my vacation money, and just buy something else. That's me. That's what I would do. I don't go on vacations. You know, who go, my wife goes on vacations all the time. My wife goes to like France. She goes to like Italy. She goes to like Peru. All those other Hawaii and stuff. Yep. I don't do none of that shit. I'm like, all right, enjoy. She just goes to my daughter or something or, or her friends. Like enjoy. I'll buy you. I mean, let me buy a new Omega or I'll buy a new piece of audio equipment or something like that. I was like, listen, I can enjoy my my toys every day, as opposed to going on vacation where my memories of that vacation are going to fade if, over time. But like, if I was going to buy a nice little timepiece that's going to last me till I'm dead, I can pass on to my kid. Well, I think part of the problem is I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about uh, you're talking what's what's the word? Um, heirloom. You're trying to create heirlooms, your family heirloom. I like to have something I can enjoy every day rather than just for a week and then well, I'll you know, forget about it. Science does say that you should spend your money on experiences rather than things. I make, I experience stuff all the time when I buy stuff, when I buy things. Yeah, but the thing is that's a, that's an experience that lasts for a couple of seconds and then it gets old. And then you get you get it home, you wear it on your wrist on your wrist. And that's that's an experience every time. I know what you're saying, yeah. There it is. But the thing is, it only works if you show it off. Like right now, I'm wearing this. Not, it's not an Omega, so don't get it twisted. But I'm wearing this Buloba Moonwatch. And mm-hmm. if you guys don't know the backstory to this particular piece, it's actually uh, Captain David Scott. He, uh, well, uh, what was it? The Apollo, I think. Not the 11, because that's one where it like got messed up, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, or I'm sorry, I'm screwing up the horology here. Anyways, uh, Dave Scott wore this timepiece on the moon, and it was after you know we had made first contact on the moon. Um, not first contact, being young, it's first contact. Person's foot on the moon is what I'm trying to say. The moon landing. So, yeah, so Dave Scott wore this on the moon, and um, he used it as his backup because his government-issued Omega Speedmaster, just in case his government-issued Omega Speedmaster would break. It actually did. And I forget the year, but his uh, government-issued Omega Speedmaster broke. He used this Bulova as a backup, and there you go. That's history right there. So the watch sold at auction for like a couple million, and then they remade this version, and that's what I'm wearing right now. Actually, if I look at the back, right? There you go. And that's something you enjoy wearing. I enjoy wearing every it. Every day. I do. Every day you like to enjoy, it's, you enjoy um, it. Would you rather enjoy wearing it every day, or would you spend your money on a vacation? The Apollo 15th mission, July 26, 1971 to August 7th, 1971. Um, star system they were in was the Hadley Rao Apennines, 20, 26.13 north. By 3.63 east. So, that right there goes to show you that uh, there's a little bit of horology. There's a little bit of horology to every piece you buy. And a little bit of a story. Unlike when you buy something from M&K. Or Calvin <laughs> Klein. Or uh, whatever it is. But, uh, I know what you're saying. The thing is, though, I haven't been on many vacations. I've only been to Puerto Rico once. Listen. And that was when I was like 10. And got, I'm due for some vacations. I got Google Maps. So hopefully these folks over at Audio Control can <laughs> uh, do us a solid after this uh, virus passes <laughs> and uh, fly us over there because uh, fly us over to Seattle because, you know, I'm, uh, I heard it's very clean. I heard the air is very clean up there. I heard that, um, you know, well, I want to see that that thing that you guys got over there, the Space Needle. Um, and I played Infamous Second Son, actually Infamous 1. For the PS3 and PS4, which takes place in Seattle. And it's a nice looking city. Speaking of the PS4, wait, talking about PS4 or 5? Well, I just talked about 3 and, and 4. Speaking but... of the 5, how do you think that's going to translate? Is that going to be 8K capable? Well, I mean, why do we even need 8K, though? We haven't even figured out quality 4K with 3D yet. Because we got this question right here. Do you think 3D is coming back with Avatar 2? How are we going to get 4K and 3D with Avatar 2 if we don't even have any content that shows that right now? Well, we got I don't to... even want to hear about 8K yet. I want to see 4K, 3D, 240 FPS. People always talk about, oh, what about, what about, can I get 4K, 4K 120 FPS? Yes. Or not FPS, I'm sorry. 4K 120 hertz in the TV? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, what about 4K 240? Because I had a 1080p TV that had 240 hertz. And there's a science behind, like, oh, it's all a bunch of pixels moving fast or whatever. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is that people want it. And then now we're, we're, we're passing that. We're lapping that. And now we're just like, oh, 8K. It's all about resolution. It's always about resolution. Like, resolution moves first. Why does resolution have to move first? Is it because people think that that's, like, the biggest indicator? No, you know what it is? It's because people like sharpness the most. Just like it is in cameras. people It's a megapixel race for cameras. For um, TVs, same thing. It's a resolution race. Everybody wants the sharpest thing. Everybody wants to make it seem like they're looking through a glass window. But that's that. Do we think that 3D is going to come back with Avatar 2? Listen, I don't know what comes out with Avatar 2. But all I know is this. James Cameron is taking too long and spending too much damn time and money 
on Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5, and probably 6. He might as well just make it a Disney show, um, a, a Disney Plus show. Like, he's just taking too long. But aren't the new games, the new consoles are going to be like 8K, though? I don't care what the consoles are. It doesn't matter. Gaming is like for people that don't know what else to do with their time. So, if it is, it doesn't matter. If it isn't, it doesn't matter. I think that's the big push, like Sony. You know, they're pushing their AK TVs for um, PlayStation 5. What, isn't Samsung going to be like partnering up with like Xbox? I don't know, but I heard a rumor that uh, Sony is uh, skimping out on a feature on one of their newest alpha cameras because they are focusing the development on the PS5 and they need DRAM chips for the PS5. And instead of allocating those resources to improve upon and introduce a feature in their new alpha camera, they're using those resources to put that stuff those chips in the PS5. Stupid move because the PS4 was good enough as it was and it's just now starting to get programmed well for look at Death Stranding, look at Last of Us 2. They always seem to come out with the next generation of console when they're when it seems like they're just getting started. Happens all the time. Happens every 7 to 8 years. Oh, and I heard they're going to put an actual Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray player in it this time. Mm. So that maybe that half answers your question about whether it's going to be 8K or not. Okay, so they're going to put a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Why? Because it has 8K gaming, but not 8K movies? Oh, but it's on a stream. Okay, well, if streaming is your go-to, if it's like your end game, because that's what? what they said with the PS4. They said, PS4, mm. we're not going to include a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Sorry. Because we're focusing on streaming 4K. You know, not, I was talking to a Sony. 4K. I was talking to a Sony guy recently, and he said uh, <clears throat> I had asked him about this big AK push this year, yeah, and how the he the uh, Samsung was uh, pushing their AK televisions and dumbing down their their QLEDs and their 4K sets. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, this makes sense. And I was like, hey, are you guys uh, planning on getting some kind of uh, AK discs coming out or AK streaming? He's yeah. like, no. He's like, no. There's no. Uh, there's no AK delivery format coming out anytime in the near future. He's like, but it seems like Samsung's kind of doubling down, doubling down on their on their AK you know sets this year. So they're they're only pushing like one or two sets Sony this year, while Samsung is doing like multiple you know series coming this year. Who's who's having multiple series? Uh, Samsung. But multiple as a, series but of AK. Yeah. This, this year? year? Yeah. At the end of the year. No, no because next stuff, coming month, next yeah, coming yeah, weeks. Yeah, stuff yeah. comes out this the, the yeah. beginning in the uh, springtime. Yeah, freaking um. All right, look, here's here's the deal when it comes to AK. All right, you know I've been in this game for a long time. Um, I've noticed trends come and go, and I see what happens with the markets in terms of the, uh, the patterns, pretty much. And it doesn't take a rocket science to notice these things. You just have to be somebody who's interested. And I'm just, I just happen to be someone who's, who has been interested for a long time. Here's what happens. 1080 was out, right? There was a big rush for 1080. I remember when 1080, I wanted a 32-inch Samsung that was 1080. And I went to Circus City, and I couldn't afford it, right? Because I, I was still a kid in high school, right? Like a sophomore in high school, and I couldn't afford that kind of thing. But I wanted it. And they were offering 720p variants of the same set because it was cheaper. But 720p has gone extinct right now, right? So then it was 1080, so then it was like 1080, right? And then eventually what happened was they said, okay, well, now 4K is the new thing, okay? Uh, 1080 had 1080, 120 hertz, 1080, uh, 240 hertz. Uh, 4K, uh, nothing special, just 4K, 24 hertz, whatever. 24 frames, you know, best. 
Um, then the way they got you into 4K was not by not producing any more 1080 sets. By then changing the fact that, well, 4K doesn't only mean resolution. 4K means that you get HDR. Oh, what's HDR? Better pixels. So not only do you have more pixels, but you have better pixels. Okay, well, why would I want 1080? And then they would say, exactly, right? So now it's, well, what? and then they would constantly upgrade 4K over the years, like 4K HDR 10, 4K HDR 10 plus, 4K HDR with Dolby Vision, HOG, and all this other stuff, and you'd have all these different variants. So now it's like, well, now we have everything we need and want. All you need to do is make the TV smarter. Put Apple TV software in the TV instead of have, forcing me to buy Apple TV's box. So, like, we're, we're at a good place, but now all of a sudden the game is changing again. So that same time we changed from 1080 to 4K, that they kind of forced you into 4K. Like, I think they still have to... They still gotta address color volume and brightness. That's what I'm saying. Is yep. that they're 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 going ahead yep. of themselves. They're getting ahead of themselves, and they're saying, "Well, forget all the advancements we made in 4K, right? We're we got really close to getting a perfect TV, right? Because look what we've got. We've got a 65 inch TV. I don't care how thin you can make it. I think the A1E is the thinnest you can make a TV, or the A8F or the A9G is the thinnest you can make a 65 inch." Have it look that damn good and have it be that light, okay? And that crisp. So what's the average viewing distance from a 65-inch A9G, right? What's the average viewing distance? About five and a half to, to eight feet, right? Four, mm -hmm. to, four to eight feet, right? It's going to look clear no matter what kind of content you put on it. I'm sorry. It's going to look clear as long as you put some 4K content on it. You watch Netflix, you watch 4K. That stuff's going to look good whether you look at it on a disc or whether you look at it on streaming. The thing is now is 8K is now opening the doors. Like, what's the excuse that these manufacturers are giving us to buy 8K? Like, what's the reason? Like, what's the selling point? What's the pain point? Because it all comes down to pain points. Like, pain points for 4K were, well, I'm not getting color volume like I was on my CRT tube TV that was expertly calibrated. Or like I get on my projector. Like, I'm not getting that. Okay, so the pain point, that's the pain point. And the, the antidote was 4K HDR Dolby Vision, um, uh, UB9000, Panasonic Player, 4K disc, 4K stream, excellent quality, excellent internet connection, OLED, QLED, dark room, bright room, whatever the case, you figure it out, you get it, it's out there, right? Now, the goalpost has moved. Now it's AK. Okay, well, what problems are we going to have with AK? And then they say, no, no problems, only advancements. Uh, now you can actually get your 77-inch and sit close to it and not see pixels. Because the thing about 4K was that, you know, once you go past a certain size, 77 it's, oh, well, you know, I can see pixels now. What's so good about 4K now? I can see, well, you're going too big. You know, you get the 100-inch A1E. Remember the 100-inch A1E that used to look like it was sitting on a, an artboard teacher's uh, mm -hmm. uh, pedestal or whatever? So, all right, so 8K with 100-inch looks good. Here's the problem, though. It's hard to get in and out of the house. At that point, it becomes very impractical to get a 100-inch TV. So if the whole goal about 8K is to have bigger TVs, it's kind of like a moot point and selling, actually a moot selling point. Because why would I want a 100 inch heavy? Like even if you made the A9G 100 inches, it is still going to be a heavy piece of, um, a one piece of like mass, right? It's a, it's one piece. It's heavy. It takes two people. 
it's granted it's glass it's gonna it might break if i drop it the wrong way i can just do a short throw i can just do fabric makes mm-hmm. much more sense it's much more practical it blends into the lifestyle of the home much easier and then we got micro leds what it's we- just ak i don't know man ak short throw projection yes now we got modular TVs coming out, though. Well, Samsung. I know. Well, what, uh, yeah. basically what I'm getting at is that projection is now starting to become more, yeah. in, especially, especially With the short throw. Short throws, yeah. It is now becoming more and more. It's going to become more and more commonplace, mm-hmm. especially now because people are doing this social distancing thing because of the virus that's going around. You're going to see people. They're going to be like, they're going to be able to say, well. Like when once ultra short throw because 4K TVs were very expensive when they first came out no matter what the size was, right now ultra short throw projection is very short no matter what the size is, or no matter what the uh, range is, no matter what see, the quality is. And what do you think about the uh, right now? I got the LG ultra short throw in the living room. Did Did you recently do an update to that uh, a software update? Because I remember when you first got it, it had hella input lag. Yeah. Like we watched. Yeah, there was one uh, about a week and a half ago. Oh well, I think that did it in. As far as uh, you know, how do you doing think, it in a good way. How but. do you think it compares to the 900F that I had in there, that's sitting behind it? Yeah, give me as a far, second. As far as projector Don't pass by. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> as far as ultra short throw versus the 900F that I have sitting behind it, how do you think the well, projection um, ultra short throw compares to a, a direct view LED? Well, I always say this. I always say that um, watching something on a um, TV. Although it's clear, and although it is something that's um, going to be some, you know, where you get all the advancements, you get, you know, your Dolby Vision, you get your high color volume, you get your rich blacks, uh, you get your amazing brightness if you're trying to watch it during the day on a Saturday night week or a Saturday, sorry, Saturday weekend, um, where it's very bright uh, in your living room. If you have it in your living room, you know, your TV is going to do a very good job. Uh, it's all this talk we're doing about a projection and ultra short throw is when um, those bright sunny days are not going to be your best friend when it comes to projectors because unless you've got a nice bright picture coming from that lens and a a gray screen um, that's light rejecting, you're not going to have a good experience if you don't have those two things and have them paired together. The thing is, when we first got the LG uh, in the shop over here, it it was laggy. You know, I'm very sensitive to that sort of thing where... I'm watching a movie, and the characters on the screen, the actors on the screen, their mouths are moving, but the audio is either too far behind or too far in the future. And we're talking milliseconds, but this is something that I can tell very easily because I'm very sensitive to it because you know, I come from the gaming background as well, and that's something called input lag. And in this case, we're talking about output lag where we've got things on the screen that are happening and jump scares that are happening. Now, I mentioned that. I told you guys earlier I didn't see Quiet Place yet, but... Imagine I was watching Quiet Place and with output lag, okay? Those jump scares, I'm not going to get scared because the action is happening on the screen first and then I get the scare and the rear speaker next. Late, about 20 milliseconds late. Again, I said this is going to be something that's very short, not minutes late, not seconds late, about 20 milliseconds late, but that stuff is perceptible to keen viewers. and I just happen to be one of those keen viewers. Whether that's a blessing or a curse, I don't know, but the thing is, that is what the LG suffered from. And I remember it was something that you even tested in my house. Yep. And it was terrible. I even had a second friend come over. We watched, uh, what was it, Six Underground? Yeah. Terrible. 
terrible when it came to the imp- or output lag. Good movie, though. Absolutely, yeah, great film, but absolutely terrible when it came to the output lag. I noticed every time, like when he's messing around with those magnets at the end on the boat, I'm like, come on, this thing is delayed. Absolutely delayed. I would go and I would be in the menus of the Apple TV going through with the remotes. Nice, slick remote. Menus were delayed. Felt like I was on a 2008 Samsung LED TV. LCD, for that matter. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. But, Shane, you said you got the uh, the update. And that's yeah. why I was you know I was checking out some stuff on the TV yesterday. Or on the projection screen yesterday. And uh, it looked... It looked much better. It looked more one to one. We watched a couple music videos. It looked one to one. And as as uh, you mentioned earlier, you, you asked me well, how is it compared to the nine hundred F. Well, I gotta say this, just like I said earlier in the beginning of this comment, the beginning of my answer. You can tell when you're watching something on a TV. You know, it's got yeah. you get all the advancements of a TV, like you got Dolby Vision and stuff. You don't have Dolby Vision yet on a projector. But the thing is, is that like with a TV, you get the advancements of the you know clarity and the fact that if you've got a bright room, um, you can still see it. But I mean. There's nothing like watching a film that's being projected onto a a surface, a um a material. Well, you know? it's um it's softer in your eyes because it's reflected right. light as opposed to, as opposed to directed light. At Ex- your yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's diffused light. So yeah. much like what we've got going on in this room, where instead of having a harsh light showing up on on our skin, we've got a soft light showing up on our skin. Mm. So we look a little softer than than uh, than if a hard light was uh, beaming onto us. We'd look a little you know, um, uh, more blown out, you know, the edges would be harder. It'd be harder to, to, to see and stuff like that. But, um, as far as a, a screen, like I mentioned, I said, look, listen, you guys over there, you've got a bright room. You want to do this projection system. You think it's a nice lifestyle treatment to the, to the living space you've got. Oh, just short throw LG. It's white. It's great. You know, you've got the face technology speakers, the, uh, what is it? The PC 6.5s. And, uh, yeah, I had to look over there to look yeah, at the number. Yeah, 9.5. Uh, it's upside down. Oh, yeah, it's upside down. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you've got that. And um, you got to have a gray or black screen, light-rejecting screen, mm-hmm. um, to combat the combat the sun that may be in your living space with. So, I mean, it's not, it's not the same color and vibrancy. It's not the same during the day as a right, television set. Right. But for but it's a, not that bad, though. right? Anyone yeah. who wants to, you know, practice social distancing because of what's going on in the world, you can kill two birds one stone. You can get a large TV that is not difficult to carry into the house and out of the house in case you move. Uh, it may take a little getting used to when it comes to setting it up. Um, and then the other thing that you uh, eliminate is the the need to go out of your house and uh, go to movie theater because you have such a big screen. There it is, man. Like I feel like that's like the future right there. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Not so not so much bigger AK sets or bigger 4K sets. Just yeah. these ultra short throws. They're yeah. they're convenient. I feel they're convenient. You get a huge image. I mean, the, the the quality to me looks just as good as a direct view television set. And uh, you know, you get that theatrical experience. Like right now, I have t- technically I've got uh, two home theaters right now. I've got the dedicated one with the with the awesome sound system, and then I have the uh, the one in, in the living room, which is more of the casual. Anybody that comes over, they can enjoy, you know, your Netflix and chill or whatever you want to do. Watch the evening news or something like that. Yeah, Netflix and chill. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's a it's a it takes up minimal space. It's not like having a gigantic box 
in the back of my room hanging on the ceiling. That's true. So yeah. if you if you guys rent, you know, you're not annoying your landlord. You know, very good point. You're not messing with the uh, infrastructure of the home. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the VR being the future? VR? Well, I always felt like uh, eventually we'll, we, we will become uh, a society who, and again, what's going on in the world right now is, is leading up to that. So if we had much better VR and uh at our uh at our grasp and and, and at, you know at our disposal we would have um people that are staying inside and enjoying a you know whatever it is they d- enjoy doing but in a virtual space because they have a uh, virtual reality headset um i always think of lawnmower man every time i think of vr a 90s film right there lawnmower man pierce brosnan i forgot the other guy who plays in it but um Ready Player One, yep, you hit the nail on the head. I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. Um, partly because I probably because I haven't seen it. But uh, let's how not, are you not gonna watch? Let's, let's not go into the <laughs> movies I haven't Ready seen. Because if because if because if we go into the movies I haven't seen, everybody's gonna have a riot in the comments. Oh my god! But speaking of the comments, we've got um, Dwayne. Uh, thank you for Dwayne Bennett. Thank you for uh, corroborating uh, on my thoughts about. Uh, about how movies have output lag because they actually do. I remember I was saying this back in 2010, um, actually 2009, when I used to play video games a lot. Input lag is a big, big deal. It's a big thing. I was ahead of the curve. I told everybody, I said, "Look, listen. Here's the deal: Street Fighter 4 Ultra on Xbox 360. You know, people were still playing on tube TVs. Mm-mm. They had no problems. But once everybody started buying nice 4K, no, I'm sorry, nice 1080p LED TVs." Input lag, man. Input lag. And now we're in this home audio video space. You got a lot of interconnects. You got a denim receiver. I know Dwayne's home. You told us we have you have a denim receiver. Um, just a lot of things going in and out at the same time, and things have to be uh, synced up. And uh, there's actually, there's actually, I believe, in the um, audio visual broadcasting world, there's a term for that, or there's a device or something. It has to do with something called Genlock, I believe. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but I know that as far as syncing is concerned. There have been things implemented into the broadcasting world to prevent those problems. And those problems aren't necessarily only inherent to the broadcasting world. They come down to the entertainment world and to the, um, to the, to the space in which we receive the content um, as it's being delivered and as we uh, experience it and enjoy it. Um, and, I mean, Pretty sure you're not surprised when you go into your Denon and Morant's menus or your Pioneer menus and you see that little thing that says HDMI sync. What's it called, Shane? It says something about like lip sync. There's a new it's in there. NVIDIA NVIDIA sync or something like that, right? G Sync. Well, G Sync is uh yeah. is for the monitors or something like that. Yeah, if you're a PC gamer or something. Like that. PC gamer, G Sync. You've got the little uh, uh, small little video card inside of the monitor. It helps out the graphics, or whatnot. Who's who's, um, who's video gaming on these, these that, OLEDs though? Well, you know, there is a uh, OLED gaming screen. I think Linus has it. I forgot oh, what the... Oh, the Razer one. Yeah. Yeah, the Razer yeah, one. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, he used to have an LG. LG, some of the best uh, specs for uh, input lag. But as far as output lag, output lag being the um, what you what you actually see without having an input. I don't even, I mean, your input is your DVD or your Blu-ray or your uh, 4K or your stream. That's your input, but you're not necessarily uh, having any physical interaction 
with what you're seeing on screen. So uh, maybe it still can be considered input lag, but because I'm not actually inputting a command with my finger, um, I don't consider it input lag. I consider this output lag. Uh, my Marantz actually has a uh, adjustment for this. For some reason, when I set it in auto, no matter what I connect to the receiver, it always says uh, 54, millis 54 milliseconds is the uh, corrected adjustment for the for the uh, for the lag. Helps out. I never notice any problems. Um, then again, I have the 1080p. Uh, uh, HW40ES by Sony, very good model, um, lots of lamp life on it left, you know, got it in mm -hmm. a local shop with only about 500 hours on it for $500. There you go. 500 hours for $500. It's one of the best deals and best scores you've ever come up with in the retail world. There you go. Um, you, anybody that wants to know how to build a uh, affordable home theater, go check out Elias's video. Yeah. Definitely don't check out my video because it's not spare chain. Well, well, I mean, you get spare change. Well, spare change, spare means, change. It means anything, but spare change means everything. Yeah, but it's not. It's not in the budget end of spare change. So go check out Elias's channel if you want to be in the more more affordable side of home theater. Yeah, more affordable. You're talking. Um, you're talking ten grand, uh, mm -hmm. and renting. Um, you could easily get those prices much lower nowadays. You know, I've gotten tons of comments on my channel talking about, well, you've kind of got clips. <laughs> okay, well, you can get clips. That's not what I wanted, but. You can get clips and you can get good sound quality. Why are you trying to blast clips? Oh, well, I mean, they haven't sent us anything. They haven't sent us anything, so I mean, I mean, why wouldn't I blast clips? I mean, I, I, I want a taste of that uh, that that horn tweeter. I don't. They don't want to mess with. They don't want to mess with us over but here. But they haven't. They haven't sent us anything. I'm not sure why. I think the only clips I want were those tear checks ones. I don't even know if they make them anymore. That's the only ones I ever wanted to check out. I've only heard them once at a theater, but or at a showroom. But none of the none of the recent clip stuff I've been uh, impressed with. <sighs> Let's not get into clip thing. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, no. You you would be like clips and bows are the same. What? Don't do. Who that. Who said that? Don't do that. Who said that? <laughs> Don't say that. So guys, thanks for checking out live stream. This is probably gonna be on the podcast rather than here on the channel because it's like fucking. It's like uh, how many hours is this? Well, it's like three hours. Three, three and a half hours yeah, right now. Yeah, this is, this so, is great, though. So, listen, if you want to listen to something on your drive to work, then definitely download this or listen to this on the live stream. We'll see you on the next one, which will be about 15 minutes with uh, Mr. Mr. Whisper, Mr. Whisper Status. Oh, Let's do it. Just gave it away. There it is. There it is.